Welcome to the Memberships Mastermind Podcast, the podcast that helps you create a profitable membership that serves you and your family. Hi, we're Paul and Melissa Pruitt, and we help online entrepreneurs build, launch, and grow their memberships. Each month, we host two live Memberships Mastermind Zoom calls, where we coach and collaborate with other membership site owners all over the world. On each podcast episode, we bring you one question that the Mastermind worked through. You'll get ideas and strategies that you can start implementing right away. So if you're ready to fill in the gaps in your business, decrease overwhelm, and finally get all the answers on your membership that you've been looking for, let's dive in. Welcome Welcome to to the the Memberships Memberships Mastermind Mastermind Podcast. All right, so we're going to go to the next question. Christy. So I'm a teacher and I sell my lesson plans online. And I was just wondering two questions. They're very basic. One, what platform do you guys recommend to run a mastermind? And then two, what is the cheapest like offer you've seen for a membership? Because my people are not business people, they're teachers. And if you know, like the average salary of a teacher is not the same as what people are who are in your adaptive membership. So what is the cheapest membership you guys have seen? Yeah. So let's, let's open it up to the, the group. I'm not sure if Kathy's allowed to talk. At work. <laughs> she's chatting. She's chatting <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> I think she's going to type to you. Does anybody have any experiences or know of teachers? We actually are in masterminds with other teachers and also have assisted people that serve teachers. So we can definitely speak into this. But does anybody know of the least expensive membership is free right out the <laughs> gate? It doesn't pay any bills. Apparently it has a huge promise of exposure. You know, a lot of us get that all the time. What what I will say is those that we know that serve teachers now, depending on what the deliverable is, we have like one group of friends that we know, they are caught in this perpetual thing where they create these deliverables and go to sites like teacher for teacher or something like that. And they're constantly, but they don't get the data. They don't get the, you know, the collect the emails and things like that. There's these restrictions. So they're like stuck. I know one of our friends, she does printables. And I think she like she sweats every time she goes from like nine dollars to eleven dollars, you know, and she's just like, oh, my goodness, like nobody's going to convert. She might be up at like seventeen dollars a month at this point. What are your deliverables that you have every month? Teachers will get like sub plans. They'll get a nonfiction articles. So they'll get three like printables, but they're also digital because a lot of like on middle school. So most of our kids. Not most, but lots of them are online, like not digital, but they bring their own tech to school. Mm -hmm. Um, So they'll have three printable things and then they'll have a monthly video from me giving, you know, teaching on a certain topic. So this is where I'm going to give you a fork in the road. What we've seen is that if you're going after the actual teacher itself, then definitely the, the pricing on average comes down, you know, is what we've seen mostly of. What I will tell you is that there's a couple of people that we coach that they go after school districts and go after administrations and they license the content to the school or the school district. So then they're actually able to get more money because some of those teachers have a certain amount of budget. So the money's not coming out of their pocket. It's coming out of like their allocated budget. I'll give you an example. So for one, one that serves different teachers, they know that the, these teachers, like they go out into the market and actually acquire fonts and things like that, like in their budget, so they can do things on, you know, presentations and everything. So they have people creating custom fonts to bundle into their deliverables so that these people can take the 
budget just out of like going out and acquiring and paying for fonts, they can transition that budget <laughs> into their membership instead of them going out. You know, so they, they look at different deliverables that they can pull pull in. But I, I'd say the, the lowest we've seen was about $9 a month. And the, the trick there is, is just what can you streamline as much as possible so it doesn't take as much as your personal time? Because you would be looking more on volume, but it's like, how can you originally attract the teachers that you want and possibly in other spaces so you pull a higher volume in? But just know that the tricky thing is not all teachers are jammed up. There are teachers in private schools and in charter schools and other elements that are out there that do have different types of budgets to be able to bring in. And it really comes down for them. Like if you're saving them time and energy to have lesson plans, like they're going to look at that and go, Oh, you know, this is just, this is saving me a couple hours a week, you know, and they don't have to think about it. So that, that might be higher value perceived value for, for a lot. I see Marcy has her hand up. Well, because what a part my, bunch of my clients are school districts. I work with a lot of school districts and I teach people, like you're saying, how to get into corporate or municipal. And I would just say you could know this is what I teach when you're just starting out. You could create, hey, I'm going to give if the school district buys it or the school itself gets an agreement from the district to buy say your program for a certain amount of month and it gives it to all the middle school teachers. You don't, you don't start out doing licensing one by one. I always say it's like a founding member launch in your corporate. When you're reaching out to these people, make it real easy. Yes. For your first one, because you're, you're doing it already anyway. So it doesn't matter if there are a hundred teachers who are joining you in that school district or that school or 10, and then you can go on and sell it individually after you have this, hey, I work with this school district and this school district, getting that one, I always say that one corporate client or that one client like that gives you so much more credibility. Mm. And then the other thing is not all school districts are, don't make a lot, like in Massachusetts, which is why we moved there with our son, the average teacher salary is over $100,000 a year. So for them, it's all relatively like, $11 or $17 a month is nothing. They're making a lot of money. They retire at about 170, some of them. So, you know, New York, Massachusetts have how many school districts are there and they make a lot more money. So you could start with the school districts that don't have a lot of money and maybe offer that to them for everyone, but go after the ones that are very wealthy school districts that you could easily sell for 11, 12, 15, 20, whatever it is a month. So that would be my recommendation because it's kind of what I do. I have a lot of school districts. Excellent. Thanks, Marcy. That is awesome. And we don't know specifically how you would approach this perfectly, but I'll throw another curveball out. One of our private coaching clients, she's in the, she teaches nonprofits like how to fundraise is that there probably are local, national, and regional grant programs out there where mm -hmm. if you positioned your product as an educational benefit, like you probably could get a nonprofit and or a grant, like a government grant that would actually fund you to give that to school districts. Yeah. So you can use an indirect method in, in doing that. We used to do that when we used to be in photography years ago. You know, we would look at nonprofits as a great opportunity. We would go in and say, hey, look, can you find grant money to pay us? We'll do a photo project for you that'll help the nonprofit. So they went out and found the money that we got paid on <laughs> as a for-profit business, but the money just flowed through them. They just went out and 
and they found the the money in the in the the world in the market. So I just want to because a lot of us don't think nonprofit sector, and there's a lot of money out there that's not used, especially when you're dipping in and going into the direction of education. There's just so much money that's out there, so many opportunities that, that are out there, and you just have to find nonprofits, and they'll basically work through you as the vendor to be able to sort because they'll make them look good as a nonprofit that they were able to, to help like a local area, but they'll use and leverage your, cause you bring them that opportunity. So I just wanted to open up a different, different leg of opportunity there for you. And um, Christy, you're asking about platforms, your thing, platforms for the actual content. Yeah. Like where do you guys recommend people host their content? So there's so many different options. And I know you had mentioned that you wanted something that was a little bit more budget friendly right now, just with starting out. I mean, you could start out as simple as if you're just getting started as a fa- private Facebook group and, and host content in there. Um, because now with the Facebook groups, they have the, the guides section where you can actually have it mapped out there. When we first started our inner circle, that's exactly, we started out just with a Facebook group before we didn't have any platform. And as long as Facebook is up and going, that's a resource that's available to you. For something like this, I think probably Teachable would be a good platform because you need something that's going to be able to hold the the lessons and the video. So something like a Teachable or Thinkific would be something that could probably host really well. A lot of these platforms, they have trials. So you can do like a 14-day you know, trial just to check it out, see how you like it, see how it's it's laid out and whatnot. But if I were starting off, I probably, if you just want to get it up, like just get a private Facebook group, you can get the content up in there. And then you can kind of test out a couple of different platforms to see what would make sense for you. And uh, there's some suggestions in the, the comments yeah. for you as well. So if you go non-traditional, just keep in mind that a lot of these teachers probably would very easily just receive content via email mm-hmm. with a simple link mm-hmm. that could go to a Google Doc and or, you know, a, a private unlisted YouTube video. So don't overthink it because there's a lot of memberships out there that a lot of us aren't aware of that they strictly deliver via email. You know, and we get into this world, we get into comparisonitis, and we start seeing what everybody else is doing and the shiny objects. And we forget like who our end user is and how they normally receive information and what's acceptable to them versus all the shiny objects that we see and compare back and forth. So if you want to keep it minimum initially, you know, they if they're buying like printables and things of that nature. Like that's that's either having a Dropbox folder or a Google Doc, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or a Box account, you know, and you're just uploading and and your deliverable that week is giving them the direct link, you know, to it. It doesn't it doesn't really need to incur costs. Now, if you want to make it fancier as you're making money and you're reinvesting, then I would start looking at these the the membership platforms. Yeah. But I would say that a lot of people that are not tech savvy to begin with or that are in a lower level price point for membership. Just getting direct access, like they're going to drag that into their folder, they're going to print it out or put it at, you know somewhere local. They don't necessarily want another step where they have to log into a, yeah. a whole other platform or system. And sometimes these schools block a lot of those websites also. So you just need to keep that in mind. The firewall won't allow them to go over into some of these other uh, places. Thank you. You're, oh, you're welcome. welcome. You all keep us posted. If you enjoyed this podcast, then join us on our free live Zoom calls twice a month. You'll get to ask your membership questions and hang out with awesome membership owner peeps. Just sign up to be notified at membershipsmastermind.com.